Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. is going on everybody we are in here for another episode of believe in kentucky like we said coming at y'all a little bit different my name is Vinny hardy we got the former uk qb jalen whitlow in here man jalen what's going on man not much man staying busy right now how about you about to say man about to say oh i know you've got a season you're getting ready for coaching are you the, you the head coach you the oc Oh, yeah, OC and quarterbacks. Okay. Because okay. Yeah. Um, the Georgia guys, the do the Believe in Georgia show, which we talked about Israel Troop before. You remember him playing there. I think he's a little older than you. But uh, Corey Burton, he hosted too. They're both OCs. I think Corey's in Nashville. And Israel is down in South Georgia somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what school he's at. I think he was in. Southeast Georgia, now he's in Southwest Georgia, but he's down down there, closer to the like maybe the Georgia Florida line, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, so we if we get them on here, we'll be offensive coordinator overload between you and them, man. Yeah, I think I think it, uh, Troop is out. I think Bear County. Okay, uh, they they really good. Yeah, yeah, they mm-hmm. really good. And they way down there, right? Yeah, they um, Ware County is. Let me look. It's it's down there. Let me let me see where it is. Yeah, that's in it's in like Waycross area. Okay. So that's yeah, that's 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 the South Georgia where they got them gators. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought. Like yeah. you, they got swamps and everything down there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, they they it's like a it's like a big wildlife refuge down there too. Uh and you know, I, I used to live in South Carolina, so all through like South Georgia, I mean you base it's basically like Florida, man. It's they, you know, you can see anything down there. Mm, all right, all right, man. You know, sometimes those golf tournaments and those big crocs just be rolling out on the green and stuff. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They can have that, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got it. Well, man, like I said, they, we coming at it all a little bit different. Uh, you know, y'all have been listening for a long time. We, you know, Believe Network, Believe.com, all the audio formats. Apple Podcasts, you know, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, tune in. You can listen to us in a lot of different places. Uh, we'd be on YouTube, it'd be a couple days after the fact, but today is the first episode that we are live streaming, and we got the live streams up on at Believe in Kentucky on Twitter. You can follow us there. We got a Believe in Kentucky YouTube channel. There's obviously no subscribers yet. This is the first content that's coming from there but hey y'all subscribe there and y'all get every episode from now on there you want to uh ask questions feel free to do so put comments in there and believe in kentucky facebook page there as well check and keep an eye on all of those and if you got any questions or comments if you enjoy the show let us know uh, still give us you know rate and review subscribe all that good stuff but Jalen, man we come to people a little bit different and we're excited about it and didn't mean to do it and finally did. And hope everybody enjoys it, man. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it'll be a good good change. Yeah, yeah. I'll try to check the little Twitter, make sure it's up. But it says it is. So I'm gonna I'm gonna trust Streamyard that they know what they're doing. They got us all coordinated, and we ready to do it, man. And Aaron, our guy Aaron Gershon is uh, not with us this evening, obviously. Uh, he has made a quick trip up to Boston to watch his beloved Yankees take on them socks in Fenway Park. And because y'all know he's a big pinstripe guy, big Yankee guy, and had a chance to run up to Boston to watch uh, his Yankees play up there. So I uh, hope he's having a good time. And next week, of course, he'll be back with us. And we'll be the trio that uh, we usually always are. And got a special episode when he comes back. He writes, oh, yeah. he writes for the com, and we got a little ranking episode. Y'all just stay tuned for next week and we'll have a little fun with that because we never done that since we've been together either. So that's going to that's gonna be fun when we. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that one, man. I, I was hoping we were getting at it soon today, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get it. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all stay tuned for that. But it is summer and things slow down, but. That being said, we still got some news coming across you before we hopped on and hit this live button. We talked about, you know, how everybody was panicking about the Kentucky basketball roster. A couple weeks ago, there was only seven players, and they're going up to Toronto next month to play some exhibition games against some pretty good teams from around the world. And they can't even practice because there's only seven players. What they going to do? What they going to do? And since then, Jalen, the roster kind of coming right on along, man. Yeah, man. I, you know, uh, I just said, I, you know, before we went live, I told you that, you know, it's funny how, you know, one minute everybody can be on pins and needles and the next minute people, a lot of people can be feeling good about what's going on. So, uh, you know, I see the comments on Twitter and I see it on, you know, Instagram and all that stuff that, you know, people starting to feel better about the situation. They're starting to feel better about what's going on. You know, the, the talent acquisition that's happening. Uh so that's good, man. I think, uh, you know, like I say, I think Calipari can be cooking with hot grease right here. Because, like I said, you always, as a coach, you always want that team that's just hungry to prove something, you know. Uh, and you don't want you don't want your team to be motivated by, like, external factors. But when you do have blatant and obvious external factors, you can use those. So uh, I think – I think uh, you know, this team may be one of the hardest playing teams, you know, if they decide to use that, you know, if he if he hammers that home, like, hey, guys, look, nobody believes that, you know, this they, they a lot of people may think this is going to be the worst Kentucky team. And since whenever, whatever. Right. So, you know, not enough, not enough talent or whatever, uh, mm -hmm. not enough continuity, not enough, you know, just experience. Uh, we, we lost our start, our rebounder. We lost our player of the year. We lost four guys, five guys at the transfer portal, whatever it may be, whatever excuse people are going to use and whatever excuse that uh, Calipari can use to get those guys to kind of play at a high level. So I do believe that, you know, I'm seeing a lot more optimism uh, about it now that, you know, roster spots are filling up. Yeah, yeah, because we, we had, you know, already – in the fold, the, the number one recruiting class, you know, the freshman class coming in. And so that was there as part of the seven that everybody's worried about. But we still need more, still need more. 
then we talked last week, you know, Antonio Reeves comes back, you know, he got, he got 37 at Arkansas. He's, you know, played a lot of college basketball. He's experienced, uh, 23 years old. So been around, uh, and sometimes, you know, the fan base, the worry moves. Well, okay, this is cool here. Well, let's find something else to worry about. Well, now, like you mentioned, the the greatest rebounder pretty much that we've seen because the elite rebounding of Oscar Shibwe, he's in, you know, decided to go pro, signed a two-way deal with the Pacers the other day. So congratulations to Big O for that. So Lance Ware transfers. We're the, we're the bigs. We're the bigs. So – Due to the unfortunate situation with Bob Huggins resigning, well, West Virginia has some guys that, hey, we we changed the scenery due to the status of the coach. And so Trey Mitchell, 6'9", 240, transfers from Kentucky, from West Virginia to Kentucky, just like, you know, Oscar Sheway did a few years before him. Leaves Morgantown and heads to Lexington, and you have another big guy. He can, you know, shoot the three, stretch the floor a little bit. Uh Another 23-year-old, been around. He was at UMass, was at Texas, was at West Virginia. So uh, had a few stops along the way, and now he finds himself in Kentucky as well, as you say, as the roster continues to fill out. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like I said, I, I, I think, you know, that piece right there, like you say, people are always going to find something to, like, worry about, um, even if you, you know, I, I really do believe that they found something to worry about with the Anthony Davis team. You know, I, I, you know, people are always going to – I think that's just like human nature, man. Um, but at the end of the day, right, I think it kind of – a lot of people were able to like – because you got some Kentucky – I don't know how it is to be like that big of a fan of anything. That's just not how I'm wired. But you got some Kentucky fans who they, – they, they honestly like probably think about that stuff before they go to sleep at night. They think, about, oh man, we got to, you know, even in June, we got to figure out who's going to be in, be, in, you know, be in that roster spot. And that's great. That's it's good to, to be a school to have fans that way. Um, but I think now those same people can like, okay, they feel comfortable with this, this last piece that just got put in, in the puzzle. Um, so then they can kind of like, rest on that and they'll find something else to kind of think about and worry about. But I think a lot of people are kind of uh, satisfied with what happened or what transpired in the past couple of weeks. Uh, because I do think, you know, I do think, you know, you can kind of, like I said, man, you can kind of put together these pieces and kind of get guys to play above their level. But I do think there's st still a good team. You still got, you know, you gotta, you, you're going to have a couple of freshmen that come in and play. Uh, we know that. You got transfer. Uh, you got a couple guys that's back from last year that's going to have a bigger role, most likely. So the team is going to be, uh, you know, a talent. As talent-wise, I think it's not going to be as big of a drop-off as we may think from some of the good Kentucky teams. And it's not going to look like that because I do think you're going to have a team that's hungry, right? And that's just what I keep going back to. I think you got a team that's hungry that's, you know, being overlooked, and that can really – that can really look like we watch them on Saturday or watch them on a Tuesday or watch them on right? – or you go to the game, we're like, man, these guys playing fast. They're playing hard. They're making shots. They, well, it's amazing what motivation can do. It's amazing when people doubt you what you can do. So, um, you know, that that last piece from West Virginia was was a big piece, you know, no, no doubt about that. But I do think all the other pieces as well are going to be, you know, 
you know, someone may not may not have as big as a name as some of the past teams, but I do think that uh, you know they're going to balance it out with with their you know desire to be what a lot of people don't think they can be. And based on what you're saying, that that desire, that hunger, if they connected and if they buy in, you're saying that can cover over for a lot of inexperience. Oh, oh, one hundred percent. You know, we we've all seen those teams that just they just got it. You know, they may not be the most talented team. They may not be, but they just play well together, right? They they won, they won unit. Um, and I think you're gonna get that out of this team, man. Because like you said, they they've heard, especially those guys, those freshmen or, or those kids that've been on the team, you know, for the past year or so. They've heard everything negative you can hear about the basketball team. You know, we don't have this. We don't have that. We lost our best rebounder ever. We lost this. We lost that. You know, at some point, human nature is going to set in. They're going to want to say, okay, you know, and it may come off as almost like to the fans, like, okay, y'all don't think we can get it done. You know, we're going to show y'all. We're going to show our own fans that we can get it done, you know, um, because everybody's going to holler the usual suspects when they talk about, teams that can potentially win a championship next year in college basketball. They're going to, they're going to say those same names. They're going to say Gonzaga's going to make a run. They're going to say uh, UCA, UCLA may have a chance. They're going to, you know, they're going to say the same names. Uh, you know, maybe Duke uh, can come back and have a big year again. They're going to say that. So, you know, I think one team, one blue blood that's going to be left out of some of those conversations may be Kentucky. So when those kids see that, I'm like, this is probably the most excited I've been about Kentucky basketball in a while because there's there's a lot of you know um, there's a lot of questions to be asked. There's a lot of um, you know kind of you know there's a there's an open door when it comes to what Kentucky basketball is moving forward after this past year and after the past two years really. Uh, so what you know without Oscar Shibway, what are we moving forward? Where's our identity? You know. How are we going to play? How are we going to make up for the the lack of five star talent that we usually have in every position? They don't necessarily have that right now, but I bet this team ends up being a team that could beat one of those teams that's full of five stars. That's what I'm excited to see um, because you know, it, like I said, it's amazing what what that motivation can do. It's amazing what guys playing on one accord can do. So I'm I'm excited to see that. Yeah, yeah. So it's. A couple weeks, let's see. Uh, what, July the 12th, I think. Not this, not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday after. I think they'll have that first game. They'll be up there in Toronto, and everybody will get a look at them because, well, or should. It'll, it'll be on you know, ESPN Plus or probably maybe ESPN itself by the, you know, however they figure out how it's going to be broadcast. But, you know, if, if Big Blue Nation has its way, it's going to be on ESPN or SEC Network or, or something to where everybody can get a, a look so uh, we'll we'll get a glimpse uh mitchell coming in too because you know bradshaw some say he's got an injured foot don't know you keep hearing that his he's got a foot injury he's gonna be out we don't know there's video of him moving around and you know so we'll see but you, you get a little more insurance another you know six nine guy experienced guy um Coach David Sisk who I think he's for, for rivals said he had covered him since he was a sophomore in high school uh, he's now in the best shape of his life because he, the dude that got up to about 280, and so now he's down about 240. So, wow. 
uh, as far as being in shape and ready to play. Maybe not as physical or uh, as much of a banger as he was at that bigger weight, but you know, in a lot better shape. My thing, though, is he's been able to shoot the three. You know, Aaron pulls up the stats. I think he's about 35, 36% three-point shooter. Shot, I think, about 100 last year at West Virginia. I just wonder how many will he shoot at Kentucky. Will, will Cal let him step out there and, and shoot some? Yeah. Uh, it will, will that – Will he be allowed to let that part of his game continue to be part of his game, or will he just be more back to basket? Will he be more uh, mid-range and in, more interior? I just want to see what his role is. Or, hey, if you can stroke it from out there, will he be allowed to to do it? Because, you know, we big guys, stretch fours, you know, that's 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 the name of the game now. You know, from if, if you, you know, you're 6'8", you're 6'10", you know, you're stepping out and shooting threes. You know, it's, it's not limited to the small guys anymore. So I just wonder. I'm curious to see how many threes he'll get when they put the offense in and and start playing for real. Yeah, I think I think you know, um, you know, if he if he if he's shooting well leading up into the season, then we'll see that. You know, a lot of coaches who kind of have an old school type mentality with that. You gotta like show them every day that okay, he can he's shooting well, he's shooting well. They'll let you do it, but. If it's looking shaky going into the season, then he may be uh he may be banging in that paint, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> we'll, we'll see. But I think, you know, the game has evolved so much, man, to where it's almost it's positionless basketball at the end of the day. You know, you get some teams that still playing structured position basketball, but you know, ever since the Warriors start doing what they were doing back in like 13, 14 or so, a lot of people have adapted this positionless basketball type you know, style where uh, it's, it's, it's extremely okay for, you know, your big guys to be playing on the perimeter. Um, and I remember playing basketball when I was in elementary, middle school, high school, you know, and, man, it, it was like almost a joke for your big guy to be out there on the perimeter. They, <laughs> they had no – it's like a fish out of water. Um, and that's amazing because I'm not old or anything. Um, and that wasn't that long ago for real. And now – you know, the, the quantum leaps that bat, the game of basketball has made, you know, I think Calipari is going to be kind of forced to, you know, kind of acquiesce to, first of all, your talent, but also, the, you know, the style that these kids want to play. You know, they see what's going on in the NBA. They see that now you don't have many, you don't have many guys like Shaq, right? You see Jokic, mm-hmm. Jokic plays on the perimeter. Jokic distributes the ball. He shoots threes. He runs the offense, right? Um, Draymond Green, even though he's not a true big, but he's a technically he's a four. He's a small. He's a power forward technically, uh, but he can play center. He can play point guard as well, right? He don't have a position. He's just a basketball player. So, uh, you know, coaches are being forced to adapt to that because kids are becoming that in the AAU circuit. They're becoming that, and that's just the way it's going. So, uh, I think I think he'll he'll be a little bit more lenient on that, if, especially if the guy can do it. Flip mm-hmm. to. Football, not a, a whole lot, but there was another commitment today uh, from St. Louis, Caleb Red, 6'4", 215, edge rusher, picked Kentucky over USC, Oklahoma, Nebraska, and K-State. So they go right into Mizzou country. And, you know, 6'4", 215, that's 
Look, you know Stoops better than I do, but that's a good. That's his type of rangy guys with length. You can put some weight on him. Being that you know JJ Weaver, Jordan Wright mode, and you know bring him along to have another edge rusher when he gets here and develops. Yeah, that's that's you know you could count on that from the Stoops crew um, of bringing somebody in like that who you know highly recruited, but maybe a little bit undersized or underweight. And they, you know, Coach uh, Coach Ed and those guys in the weight room do a good job of developing those guys. Um, and a lot of those guys, you know, they just have the DNA to get bigger. You know, they have the DNA to, you know, some guys, I, I mean, myself, for instance, I came in, in at the Kentucky, I kind of, I got there like 200 pounds, 203 pounds. You know, by the time I left, I was like 222 or whatever. Uh, you know, so you, I mean, you're going to gain weight. You, you can eat all you want to eat. Right. You know, um, <laughs> you're lifting weights. I mean, there's literally unlimited protein and all that stuff. So those guys going to gain weight, man. And they doing, you know, I've been seeing a lot of, there's a lot of buzz around Kentucky football right now when it comes to recruiting, they, they, you know, they killing it in recruiting, man. I don't know what I would like to be a fly on the wall to see what they telling these kids. Um, you know, they are killing, they taking, they, I mean, you taking players from USC, like that's, that's a, that's, I mean, that's unheard of in Kentucky recruiting. So they, they kind of blazing new trails right now. Um, you know, and they, they've been blazing those trails the past few years, but they really blazing them now. Um, the facilities help the NILs, you know, getting the NIL stuff, the collective stuff together, helping, uh, but they, they are blazing new trails in recruiting. You know, uh, the Liam Cohen effect is definitely helping. Uh, the Devin Leary, Will Levis effect is helping. The Cutter Bowley help effect is helping. Uh, you know, so that stuff is all – they're building good momentum. So hopefully they continue, you know, to ride that thing into the season. But, man, they are – they are. I mean, they need a raise, man. They need to pay those coaches more. Coach, uh, Coach Buffano is the Missouri guy, and so that's – he went straight to the loo and <laughs> yeah. brought a player back, man. So that's what you saw a lot online about. That's a big win for Coach Buffano to see us recruit Missouri. And, hey, that's, that's good to see, man. So Caleb Red commits to Kentucky today. Uh, it's good stuff, man, like you said. And it, it is. It's to, to see, I don't know, since Stoops has been here the past 10, 11 years, just the the level of player, the the quality of player, if you want to, for lack of a better word, because when you go from beating out Eastern Michigan and Kent State and Western Kentucky to now I mean, USC and you know big time big time schools with prestige and history and tradition, the first time you know. You know, boss man fat transfers from LSU. Whoa. Well, believe in LSU and coming to Kentucky. Whoa. Okay. You know, Keedron Smith and and you know, guys like that leaving, you know, um O'Lyman leaving Auburn and leaving bona fide historical football schools and transferring to Kentucky. And it's not fluky because it continues to consistently yeah. happen. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I remember when I left Lexington and I was hearing about, you know, I mean, when I was there, we 
they got Drew Barker. Drew Barker had offers from a lot of people. A lot of people wanted him. He was in, mm-hmm. he was an in-state kid. Then when I left, they were getting, you know, I'm like, man, they, you know, and that was part of, to be honest, full transparency on here. So y'all about to get a story on here that I haven't told, but full transparency, that's part of the reason why I left. You know, um, I was asked to play another position. Um, and I was like, you know, I thought about it. You know, I had to meet with the coaches. I was like, no, I was like, y'all, y'all get these guys who've been playing receiver, who've been playing all these other positions who are, who've been playing it their whole life and they, they, they highly recruited. They, so they expect to come in and play. I'm a guy who y'all didn't recruit. And also I hadn't been playing receiver. I had been training that receiver. So I played receiver a little bit in high school, man, but they used to just stick me out there. I didn't know how to run a route. Really? You know, I knew how to run a route, but I, I didn't know the details of, I, I had a long way to go to be able to be at a point where I can have success in the SEC at that position. I had the athletic ability, but I was like, no, nah, man, they, they recruiting this position a lot better now. So, uh, you know, I'm gonna stick to my quarterback, and so I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, you know, make a move. But that's that's a part of the reason because they, I saw the, I saw the trend of how they were getting these guys, and that, the, you know, like you said, for call it what it is, we were getting higher quality players, um, and that's no shot to nobody. That's just the truth, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, I was like, yeah, man, you know, these guys, they've been born to do this, you know, they highly recruited at doing this. I'm a you know, I'd rather not do it, um, you know, at this position here. So uh, that's, you know, that that's that was the big reason. I was like, they they are recruiting really well right now, um, and you know, they're getting guys in here that probably gonna play on Sundays at this position. Um, mm-hmm. and, we, and we've seen that, you know, Jeff Bedette had a, he played on Sundays for a quick minute. Uh, he's in the XFL right now. You know, they had other guys who had you know opportunities to definitely do it. Um, you know, Javis Blue got a shot in the league. You know, so they, you know, they had started to step that thing up, man. And now they're really stepping it up and it's at a new level now. So, but shout out to them, man. They, you know, like I said, the time that they put in, I know the time that they put in and the, the effort and the, you know, the sacrifice, they need to uh, up, up those, up those coaches pay, man. They, they, they doing it. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the XFL, uh, Tyrell Asian. Just joined the XFL Renegades the other day. So I know you've been keeping up with that league a little more than I had in USFL. So good to see uh, Tyra Asian get on there with the Arlington Renegades. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, and like I said, you, it, it's to the point now where uh, the program is at a, a point now to where you're going to see just as many guys getting shots at the next level as if you would see at an Auburn or at a Florida. Yeah, I mean that's where they are now. So that's what they they built that thing up to. So shout out to them. Yeah, yeah. Like and you know, Trevor Wallace is a is a a beast. You know, at linebacker, I definitely see him hearing his name called. You know, when he enters the drafts, and yeah, it's it's definitely uh, just the. You know, used to it in, in basketball. We've seen it forever. And, you know, and then when you have football schools, like like Auburn fans, you know, they went to a Final Four a few years ago, and they're, they're seeing all this in basketball, and they're probably like wrapping their head around it. Well, Kentucky basketball fans, we've been doing that for years. It's just the reverse here. We're seeing that consistently happen in football where, the, you know, the Alabamas and the LSU, man, we've been doing this for years. But it's the newness of it. Yeah. 
the excitement of it, like, wow, we're really – whoa, we won 10 games a few years ago. Oh, won 10 games again. The respect that the program gets for stepping up with the big boys and, and trying to get a seat at that table, you know, consistently is is still new. Uh, but it's, it's become part of the culture now because that's, you know, it's what Stoops has built and is continuing to – uh, continuing to grow that thing, like you said. Yeah, and it's you know it's at an all time high now. They're recruiting at a, at a level where you know they end up, they in uncharted territory. I mean, uncharted waters. I mean, this is this is new for Kentucky football. So, um, like I said, man, you know it's good to see. I, I always knew that it would get to that point, though. Uh, ever since you know they made that hire back in 2013. Um, I always knew that it would get it would get to this point, you know, because based on who he was coming in, speaking to Coach Stoops, and you know where he came from and what he was used to, I always knew, you know, it would get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing, though, and just call a spade a spade, the biggest thing that helped him, obviously, Vince is Vince Morrow, Coach Morrow is you know exceptional recruiter, but the biggest thing that has changed. The program around it was to hire a couple years ago with Cohen, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 you're gonna you now have a shot to get the best of the best on offense. You do, you know, you have you legit, especially that quarterback. You have a shot to get the best of the best, or even that receiver. All you gotta do is hey, turn on that film. Hey, this is uh, <laughs> this is this is Cooper Cup, man. We run the same concepts. Mm-hmm. This could be this could be you, you know. Yes. So. uh you know, so they they rolling right now. Speaking of Vince Merrow, just tied that knot over the weekend. Yeah, I, I, I heard, man. I, I heard. Shout, shout, congratulations to him, man. I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm sure uh, he's happy to kind of get that out of the way with his busy schedule, and it's good that he did it in the summer. Um, but that's that's big, man. Shout out to him. Um, you know. You know, uh, embarking on a new journey. I know he, uh, you know, he the life of the party. <laughs> he the life of the party, man. So I know, <laughs> I know he, uh, I know he was cutting up at the at the reception and whatnot. So uh, shout out to him. Absolutely, absolutely. So congratulations to to the big dog. You mentioned um, you play a little receiver in high school, but primarily quarterback, right? Right. Okay. Um, so I know you got a brother that played quarterback. I know you talk about quarterback play a lot with your dad. So a lot of family influences on the position. But outside of the family, who who were you watching coming up as a as a quarterback? Who were you like if um, you say you're not a big fan, just you're not you don't fan or really, you know, fanboy on a lot of stuff, but who are you watching? Who are you like maybe trying to emulate, you know, outside of the influences you had with your family as a young middle schooler, high schooler? Who were you who are you trying to watch at the college level or or maybe NFL or, or whoever? Who was you who were you yeah. peeking at? My uh, I think I told you it's my first the first quarterback that I've ever like consciously remember like wanting to be like uh was Jason Campbell. Okay. Uh he he was the first one. And, you know, I told you I saw him a couple times around here recently. Uh, he lives around here. So, um, 
you know, Jason Campbell was was the first one that I I remember watching. Like, you know, uh, you know, I, I like it. I like the way he played. He played like how I like to play. Because believe it or not, man, I wasn't like I wasn't a, really a runner at all until like my senior year of high school. You know, growing up in youth football, I ran the ball obviously, but you know, when I got to middle school, high school, I was a passer. I was like almost a straight pocket passer. Mm. Um, you know, so. I've never been, you know, it wasn't until I got to Kentucky where people started classifying me as a dual threat, mm. you know, for real. Um, so I've always been like a passer. So Jason Campbell, when I got to middle school, I started watching a lot of, I mean, Michael Vick, obviously. Um, you know, I started watching, I used to watch Donovan McNabb, you know, obviously Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Uh, Drew Brees was a big one for me because I, he always stood out because he had very good mechanics. He wasn't very tall. I knew mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be – once I got to a certain age, I knew I wasn't going to be 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Uh, so I knew I had to kind of learn how does he do what he do a little bit. Um, who else I'm missing? Um, Aaron Brooks, they used to play for the Saints. Oh, people, wow, yeah. I used to watch a lot of Aaron – people forget about Aaron Brooks, man. Like, mm-hmm. I used to watch a lot of Aaron Brooks. Um you know, I, I lived in the South, man, in Alabama. We don't have a sport. We don't have a f- professional sports team. So we watched a lot of Saints, Falcons. Uh, we watched some Cowboys. We watched some uh, Tennessee Titans. So, um, you know, uh, Steve McNair was a big one, you know, of watching. You know, so, I, I, you know, I used to watch those guys, man. But I never really had that one quarterback that I was like, Man, I want to model everything I do after him. I kind of like watched a lot of guys and like kind of pieced together what I liked um, and, and what I wanted to kind of what I wanted to be. And to be honest with you, I found inspiration in other positions too. So I used to watch the guys like when I was in high school, Patrick Peterson was my favorite college player mm. uh, when I was in high school. I, he was an absolute dog, you know, yeah. in college. And I used to watch him, Julio Jones. Was I, you know, I used to watch these guys. I wasn't really just relegated to the quarterback position. I was a, I was a football junkie, man, mm-hmm. uh, and I still kind of am. But you know, I used to carry around the football everywhere I went. So uh, that, you know, that's that's kind of how I, how it was for me. So I used to watch a lot of those guys. But yeah, the first one, though, just to answer your question, long winded. But uh, Jason Campbell was the first quarterback. I was like, okay, I kind of, I kind of want to throw the ball like how he throw it. Got to get him back on here too, man. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah, we, we got, yeah, we got to get Jason Campbell on, man. Yeah, I texted him the other day, so I gotta, I gotta holler back at him, man, and yes. see, cause uh, for sure. Um, it's sad news, man. But talking about the quarterback, but Ryan Mallett passed away, man. Just you know, SEC, but he did his thing at Arkansas, and uh, I know a little bit older than you, but I know. You saw plenty of film on him, saw his game. Yeah. You know, played some years in the league too, but uh, sadly drowned down in Destin, Florida at 35 years of age. I definitely hate to see that. Yeah, man, I was getting off the field yesterday um, working with the working with the quarterback, and I saw that, man. I was like, man, that was, I was kind of shocked. I was not kind of, I was really shocked by that, you know, because you, I mean, you know, you hate to see that from guys that played your position. You watched growing up. I remember watching Ryan Mallett when I was in high school. Like, man, hmm. I remember seeing Bobby Petrino on the sideline. Like, like, and I remember seeing that people saying how tall he was. Um, and I was like, man, you know, it always hit home when it's like people you that's not very far from you in age. Yeah. Played your position. 
played mm-hmm. played on teams that you played against, even though he wasn't on, you know, that Arkansas team the year that I played him, but he was that was, he was only like a year or two removed. Uh, you know, that time my freshman year, we went to Fayetteville and played Arkansas. So you know, you you it, it, you know, it's just you know, it, you hate to hear that, man. He was a high school head coach, yeah, uh, somewhere in the south. I forgot where it was, Tennessee or something like that, maybe Arkansas. Um, you know, you just you just hate to hear that, man. Um, you know, I, I didn't really, you know, I didn't really know how to process that because you you don't expect that somebody that young. But uh, you know, rest in peace to him. Uh, you know, his family and everything, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, they can overcome that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely sad news. Uh, definitely think about everybody for Arkansas and the Patriots and that knew him and played with him and, and everything like that. Um, flipping it back to baseball, still all SEC because LSU yeah, beat Florida, the men's college world series. And from a Kentucky standpoint, man, you. No shame when you lose to the champs, man. You you played them at their place. They they won, and that team was stacked. They were loaded, and you know Wake Forest had been one of the better teams all year. LSU been one of the better teams all year. LSU had lost a game. They had to beat Wake Forest twice because it was double elimination. Beat them twice. They sent Tennessee home. Uh, Florida. Solid team, like the SEC. I mean, they've been beating each other up, and then so you get a SEC championship, and LSU wins the first one. Florida dog walked LSU in the second game, and then LSU turned right around and ran Florida off the field in the third game, like eighteen to four or something like that. So hmm. you know, you got the women's basketball championship. Now you got the baseball championship. Just won a couple years ago with Jer Burrow and Baton Rouge is, is getting some hardware down there. Man. Yeah, I mean, I I got a friend that's uh, actually I saw him for the first time in a while uh, two weekends ago, and we went to uh, the, I told you we went to the Battery in Atlanta. We yeah. watched, watched the LSU baseball game. I forgot who they were playing, uh, but he he's a huge LSU fan, so I know he's happy right now. But man, they like I said, they need to just stop grab about 10 more teams, 12 more teams, place them in the SEC, and let everybody else do what they're going to do and just let the SEC compete for championships every year. Because, I mean, it's it's getting ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it, it, what's, that, uh, what's that video uh, by uh, Marcus Cousins? That interview is getting ridiculous. <laughs> Yo. it's, it's, it's starting to get really ridiculous, man. It, I mean, it's really embarrassing, though, when you think about it. you <laughs> If you part of another conference, you like man, like they are killing everybody and everything. They never thought basketball would be so big in the SEC, and basketball is starting to really take over. Um, you know, they got to keep, they got to continue to win them. They got to win one, but uh, basketball is 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 taking over. Baseball is by far the SEC is the best conference. Football, not even close, right? I guess you got a close second in the Big Ten, I guess, but. Um, you know, it, it's it's getting ridiculous, man. It's, it's you know it, you know, and even in the softball outside of Oklahoma, and maybe UCLA some years or Arizona, or whatever. But even in in, in women's softball, um, SEC is pretty good too, man. So it's 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 really dominant. I was watching an interview with Joe Clatt and uh, Greg Sankey the other day, 
And man, they, you know, they the SEC got a stranglehold on college athletics right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. So in these other conferences, you know, the SEC fatigue, especially in football, if the Big Ten had, you know, there was a stretch where the SEC ran off, you know, seven championships in a row. I think like, you know, had, you know, Florida was winning them, LSU was winning, Alabama, Auburn, uh, that whole little streak. If those other conferences had ran off a streak like that, they would be puffing their chest out and we'd all be tired of them too. So until they can get on that level and, and start knocking this SEC off, they just going to have to deal with the SEC puffing his chest out, man. Just yeah, like, they, yeah, they they got to deal with it, man. And uh, hey, like I said, I and I like I grew up, you know, we talked about this in the past. I grew up watching those instant classics. It was another channel, man. They used to play SEC old SEC football games. I remember growing up watching old like Ole Miss with Eli Manning versus Mississippi State and versus LSU. Arkansas games. I remember growing up watching those old, early 2000s, late 1990s games as a kid. Um, and it was like, man, this is whatever whatever football this is, this is really high level. And I didn't really know at the time. It was always on the TV. You know, my days always talk about, man, it's the best conference right SEC. And, uh, you know, come to find out, you know, eventually I ended up playing in the SEC and I witnessed it firsthand. You know, it's just a it's just a different level of athlete, you know, and you cannot, you know, you can't deny that. I mean, it is what it is. Like it's a there's a different there's a different level of football that take place in the states of Alabama, Louisiana, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Texas, Arkansas, Kentucky. I mean, it's just there's a different level of football that take place in these states. Uh, and, and you know, and there's good football everywhere, but as a collective you know, we all know where, where it resides. So, um, you know, shout out to, I don't know, you know, shout out to the SEC schools. You know, I, this conference got to be racking in, uh, you know, a, a un, unforeseeable amount of money uh, from the, the, you know, the accolades and all the good stuff, TV contracts and whatnot. So that's good. Yeah. And yeah, it'll be media days coming up in a couple of weeks and, That'll kick off just unofficial kickoff for the season, and you know it'll be get this year over with, and I guess more eight game schedule, and then Texas, Oklahoma, Texas, and Oklahoma coming in, and you know whatever, or get the TV and the money right for that, then it'll, <laughs> it'll just continue to grow and explode, and you know. Who knows, man? Maybe just you keep hearing the the Clemson talk and the ACC is blowing up, and maybe it's North Carolina or Florida State. Who knows what down the road when they do this again and, and re expand on what they just did, and it'll be twenty teams after a while. Who knows? You know? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, unbelievable. But man, for a summertime show. There's not a whole lot going on. We still had a lot to talk about. And, you know, for those fans that don't worry, you can exhale a little bit. You know, Trey, Trey Mitchell news, another football commitment. But um, then the Director's Cup standings, Kentucky comes 18th, you know, because all the sports across the board are 
even when you know basketball slips up, women's basketball slips up, but a baseball team had a great season and tennis is making a deep run. And so it's for the most part, you know, people don't care for Mitch Barnhart or want to get mad at him about alcohol sales, or whatever. But this the sports programs as a whole, he's gonna leave them a lot better than he found them because it used to just be basketball and everything else, but everything else is kind of risen. You know, volleyball championship a couple of years ago, and you know all these other ones have you know track and field is always strong. So, you know, and swimming won SEC championship a couple of years ago. So all these sports uh, are in a lot better shape than before he took over. So, for sure, man. I, you know, I mean, it's in a lot better shape from when I when I was there. So you know, mm -hmm. that's that's like I said, that somebody's doing something right, man. Uh, so. They'll, they'll keep it up. Uh, you know, you know, you always got teams in the shadows that people don't give credit, like rifle, uh, yeah. you know, like people don't give those, to, you know, cause I mean, and I say people don't give them credit, but there's just not a lot of coverage about those programs. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, when I, when I was there, rifle was rifle was the most winningest sport in Kentucky sports, you know, basketball was second to rifle at the time when I was there, rifle won like they, they I, f I forgot what it was. Maybe, you know, something crazy, the amount of wins they had in a row and some, mm -hmm. some stat that was out there. Uh, but they, they were absolutely balling out of control, man. So, uh, you know, who they, like I said, they're doing something right, man. So they'll keep, you know, keep it up. That's it. That's it. So, man, we had a fun episode. Uh, first live episode. We're going to be doing this, uh, rolling this way, you know, from here on out on the, Twitter live, y'all that follow us there got quite a few following. So, y'all YouTubers, y'all see it now. Y'all can subscribe and it'll pop right to you. Believe itself, like it's you know the audio version, but then there's you know so many different TV streaming areas that they're going to: Fubo TV, Distro TV, Glued, Local Now, Sports Tribal, Freecast. All these places you can just see loops of different episodes you know believe podcast network episodes so you know check out some of those channels enjoy some of the content uh we'll be streaming live and stuff ourselves now so follow us and if you missed this episode you know jump back and, and catch it visually watching it like this or you know hit the audio version wherever you want to whatever platform you want to choose we'll continue to bring you episodes so man jalen enjoyed it and we'll be back next week doing the same thing again man all right man let's let's get it and we'll get aaron gershon back with us as well so y'all have a good week enjoy your summer because it's officially summertime now stay warm stay safe have fun be back next week on another episode of believe in kentucky see y'all Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.